0: Let us pray. Father, those marvelous words, even as we have just sung, bruise in us the serpent's head. Lord, stamp thy Adam's likeness now a face. Stamp thine image in its place. Second Adam from above, reinstate us with thy love. Thank you, Father, that this is what Jesus came to to do and to accomplish. May you be glorified. May the name of Jesus be lifted high. And now may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. We may be seated. Good evening again, everyone. So good to see all of you here. And good evening to everyone watching via the live stream. We are so glad that you've joined us. And I especially want to welcome those of you who may be new to All Saints Church. We are so glad that you're here tonight and we look forward to seeing you. If you don't have a regular church home that you're an active part of on Sunday mornings, um, other next Sunday, one service at 10 a.m., but then starting again in January, 8, 15, and 11, with education for all ages in between. We would love to see you. How many of you have had a experience with untangling Christmas lights this season? anybody other than me how many of you know those new the icicle lights about now for 15 years or so they're even worse aren't they to get untangled you got those those strips that hang down in 2015 um, one of the department stores in London posted an ad a store by the name of Tesco a British supermarket company posted an ad for a new job a Christmas light untangler this is real the company's website offered the following description for the 36 hour a week job. This new position will offer you the chance to show that every little bit helps by running the unique in store service with a friendly, flexible approach and making a genuine difference to the little things that matter to our customers this Christmas. The first duty includes manning and managing the Christmas lights untangling stand. Yes. And beyond that basic duty, Tesco says candidates should be able to untangle 10 feet of Christmas lights in less than three minutes. The day of miracles has not ceased. As well as check the bulbs for signs of breakage. The ideal candidate will also be passionate about Christmas. On those lines, the late author and poet Maya Angelou once said this, I've learned that you can tell a lot about a person by the way he or she handles these three things. A rainy day, lost luggage, and tangled Christmas tree lights. <laughs> <laughs> On a more serious note as we prepare to look to God's word from Luke and Isaiah this evening. On Christmas day, 1863, the great American poet Henry Wordsworth Longfellow penned the words of his famous poem, that Christmas bells, which was put to music in the carol that we know as I heard the bells on Christmas day. And among the words Longfellow penned in some of the later verses of this poem are these, it was as if an earthquake rent, the hearthstones of a continent and made forlorn the households born of peace on earth, goodwill to mend. And in despair, I bowed my head. There is no peace on earth, I said, for hate is strong and mocks the song of peace on earth, good will to men. Longfellow penned these words in an incredibly difficult season for him personally. Two years earlier in 1861, his wife of 18 years, whom he adored, was fatally burned in an accidental fire. And just a month before he wrote these words in November of 1863, his son Charles, serving in the union army had been severely wounded nationally on the broader scale. At this time, the whole country was embroiled in the horrors of the U S civil war. Remember this is 1863, the year of battles like Chancellorsville and Gettysburg and the horror that those battles entailed and looking at things merely from a human lens, there was ample cause for despair. So much turmoil, such a seeming lack of peace and the effects of human sinfulness ravaging the world all around. In his poem, Longfellow is quoting the King James translation of verse fourteen of our gospel reading from Luke chapter two tonight Glory to God in the highest, and peace on and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men or as we heard read a few minutes ago from the English Standard Version, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. This is what the multitude of angels announced to the shepherds in the fields on the night of Christ's birth. To shepherds, poor men, on the margins of society, living out in the fields, outside of what was really a town off the beaten path. You know, Bethlehem, other than being the birthplace of king david was really at this point a a podunk town removed from the epicenter of power and activity and commerce and in the midst this was in the midst of a nation under roman rule and held in disdain and belittled by their occupiers backing up in the day of the prophet isaiah when he read our old testament reading for this evening god's Old testament people through a series of unfaithful monarchs and widespread disobedience to god could also find time cause for despair. Yet God gave these words of promise to his people through the prophet Isaiah. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. In so many ways, our world is incredibly different and seems so far removed from the world of Longfellow in 1863, and how much more from Bethlehem in Judea 2000 years ago, and even more so from the world of God's Old Testament people when Isaiah wrote some 700 years before the birth of Christ. Yet despite all of the drastic changes, so many things don't change. We live in tumultuous times with conflicts all over the world and temporal uncertainties, even our own lands. Many human desires, aspirations and yearnings also remain the same though through the ages. Most people on earth desire truth and life both now and beyond this world. And the overwhelming majority of people want peace both in their lives and in the world around them. Tragically, last year, the Harper Collins Dictionary identified its word of the year as a new word, permacrisis, permacrisis, a noun defined by the UK publisher as an extended period of instability and insecurity, especially one resulting from a series of catastrophic events. A blog post on the Collins Dictionary website noted that the term rings true because of the war in Ukraine. We can add many other wars at this point in hot spots around the world. Climate change challenges, political instability, and the surge in inflation. They go on to say that the term embodies the dizzying sense of lurching from one unprecedented event to another as people wonder what new horrors might be around the corner but i'm here to tell you this evening that god's will is something very different for every single one of us because the one who is the answer to all of these human longs that i've just mentioned is the one whose birth we celebrate this very night the lord jesus christ and another promise God made through his prophet Isaiah. In Isaiah 7:14, 14, we, we read in St. Matthew's account of Jesus' birth, where we read, She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet, speaking of Isaiah. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. And when Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called him Jesus. Friends, Jesus is the one who indeed is God with us. Jesus, the one who alone can save us from our sins, making us new creations by his gracious transforming power and who restores us to fullness of life and relationship with God. Remember what the angels said to the shepherds immediately before they erupted into heavenly praise of the Christ child. What did they say? Fear not for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Fear not; peace on earth among those with whom He, meaning God, is pleased. And those with whom God is pleased is not limited to a small or exclusive group. It is available to be a part of to everyone who calls upon the Lord and fully places their trust in Jesus Christ. As the late pastor Tim Keller once wrote, because of Christmas, look at what God has done to get you to know him personally. If the son would come all this way to become a real person to you, don't you think the Holy Spirit will do anything in his power to make Jesus a real person to you in your heart? Christmas is an invitation by God Look what I've done to come near to you. Now draw, draw near to me. I don't want to be a concept. I want to be a friend. New Testament scholar Joel Green says it this way. In Christ's birth, God's mercy has fallen on the world. Let me repeat that. In Christ's birth, God's mercy has fallen on the world. Mercy that every single one of us can know as a reality because he is the Prince of Peace. Jesus is indeed that. And he can truly be your Prince of Peace. Back on the first Sunday of Advent, I focused on trusting God and not living in fear. Not living in fear of the uncertainties of this world, of death, of the Lord's return because Jesus is the Prince of Peace who sets us free from fear as we throw our arms open and our lives open to him. Friends, this is indeed great news for every one of us here. We can know peace in our lives, which is the absence of enmity both with other people but also with God through the one whose birth we celebrate this night. In him, we can and are also called by his power to be instruments of God's peace, God's peace to the world around us, to be bearers of his eternal kingdom in this world. We can be agents, if you will, of the prince of peace and instruments of his kingdom reign in the world around us. And despite what happens in the world around us, secure in jesus christ the son of god who is the prince of peace and in god's promises through him we can indeed know god's peace that passes understanding this is god's will for every one of you this is god's design for his people together for those who are his to those who fully trust him in every age whether that be in Isaiah's day, in Bethlehem in the first century, in the United States in the 19th century, or right here, right now. And this is God's earnest desire and his great love for every single one of us. And as we trust God, nothing in this world can rob us of, or as God's children in Christ of these eternal promises we are secure and at peace in God and in God's promises. No matter what is happening, what is swirling, if you will, in the world around us. Circling back to where we started a few minutes ago with Longfellow and his poetic verses, which seem to point to despair. If you know the words of the hymn of the carol, that's not where he stayed. That is not where he finished. Because he came to this same realization that we can know ourselves. Secure in the peace of God and in God's promises to those who are his. And because of that realization, Longfellow could write this last verse. Then peel the bells more loud and deep. God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. The wrong shall fail, the right prevail with peace on earth, goodwill to men. Because of God. Because God is accomplishing his will. God is accomplishing his purposes. He is accomplishing the work of his eternal kingdom even through us in this moment, through Christ who is our newborn king. Let us pray. Father, on this most holy of nights, we give you great thanks for the incarnation of your son, the eternal son of God, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Born of a virgin, without sin. And we thank you that through Christ, you invite us into your peace. Peace that means living relationship with you, and the absence of enmity between us and God. Even as we sang, second Adam from above, reinstate us in thy love. And that we can live as instruments of your peace and your kingdom in this world. So Lord, help us to more fully trust you. Help us to walk in the reality of Jesus, our Prince of Peace. And Lord, help us to rest in your peace that passes understanding, knowing that you will accomplish your purposes and that you are not dead, nor do you sleep, no matter what we may see around us. Because Jesus is the eternal Lord of glory. And we pray this in his name. Amen.